to discern something is to have knowledge of it. Proverbs 18, verse 15. The heart of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. The heart of the prudent. The prudent. Another version says, the heart of the discerning, the prudent, acquires knowledge. For the years of the wise, Speak it out. The years of the wise, they seek what out? Knowledge. To discern, to discern, to have or to mature in discernment. Number one, you must have knowledge of the things of God. You must have knowledge of the things of God. You have knowledge of the things of God. That is when you'll be able to test spirit to know which is the spirit of God or which is not of the spirit of God. A lot of people have been misled because they just don't know what the word even says about what they are witnessing, what they are seeing or what they are hearing. That is why they are misled. Without the knowledge of the word of God, there is a spirit one, there is the anointing that God gives. To be able to tell. Discernment is, is, is something that it's cultivated. It's a, it's a habit that you must cultivate. It's something that you must build. It's something that you must acquire. It is something that is guarded over years. Then because it has to do with God, then it is imperative that if you are going to mature in discernment, you must know the word of God. Is everybody on the same page with me? He said, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. For lack of knowledge, my people are misled. For lack of knowledge. So there are certain people who are sitting, who, 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 are, who are being misled because they don't know any better. Some people don't read the Bible until Sunday. Some people have not studied the Bible by themselves and haven't have, have not found out things that nobody has talked about before. Everything they know about the Bible is something they heard a man of God or somebody say, and they are running with it. I have a red Bible in up there in my room. It's my study Bible. And when you go, when I go into that Bible, there are lines and lines of things that have other meanings, other meanings to me because the, because it's the Holy Spirit that gave me meanings of that thing. So I will underline it, then I will highlight it, then I will write it, and I will go. 
I do a study. I study the word. How do I read other men of God, seasoned men of God, their commentary on the word, different commentaries of, of it, so that I can gather more knowledge. When you when you open your Bible app and you go into verse by verse, there are sections that they say commentaries. You can go into commentaries. You will see seasoned men who have done commentary on a verse, and it gives you historical historical factors that had to do with the word. It gives you what was going on at the time, so that you know the word. You would be like that. There's a scripture that says. Uh, 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 um, something the eye of a needle they have they have a meanings to what was going on in that season that time and so once if you don't read the word you will not gain knowledge are you learning are you growing it is only when you are learning that you will grow If you don't know the word of God, you will never know what is from God and what is not from Him. Anybody says anything you say is wisdom, is revelation. Anybody does anything you say it's wisdom and revelation because you haven't taken time to study it. Solomon sought wisdom. He was wise. He gained knowledge. He was wise until he married too many wives and concubines, and that led him astray. He didn't gain enough knowledge in that area. He studied. It is what you have gathered as knowledge that you apply. Application of knowledge is what we call wisdom. Application of what you have learned is what is going to application of what you have learned is what we call wisdom. So whatever you are doing, anything you are doing, that is anything you are applying, anything you are doing must be based on the wisdom you have gained, must be based on the knowledge you have gained from the Lord. That is why people who are used, they say somebody is wise. It's wise because of the decision making they make, of the choices they make. And their choices are based on the word of God because they know the word of God. And they make sound decisions and they say, oh, he's a wise guy. He's a wise guy because he's a applying knowledge that he has gained from the word of God. It is descending of spirit. It is that knowledge that causes a person to have an advantage in life. It is descending of spirit that will help you, that will help you know who to work with, who not to work with. And these things, is not every time the Holy Spirit is speaking. No, it's based on what you know from the way. And uh, anyone that has been to Wedding Teresa Church, I always say this, is that when you say you are spirit filled, I am not looking for somebody who is walking around piously, walking around doing certain things. When you say you are spirit filled, it is demonstrated by the way that you know through and how you abide and live by the way. 
a wise person is the person that applies knowledge he has gained from the word. How well do you know the word? How well do you know the word? You study. If you are not studying, you are not growing. How well do you know the word? Proverbs 3, 21. My, my child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Go on. For they will refresh your soul. They will they are like jewels on a necklace. Mm. They keep they keep you safe on your way, and your mm. feet will not stumble. Mm -hmm. You can go to bed without fear. You mm. will lie down and sleep soundly. You mm. need not be afraid of sudden disaster or mm. the destruction that comes upon the wicked. Mm. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Amen. 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 Preserve it. Preserve it. The Amplified Version says, My son, let them not escape from your sight, but keep sound wisdom and discretion. Discretion. Keep sound wisdom. You see, people think is a people think that, and what is wisdom? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So people think that oh, discernment of spirit is just there. There, there is the anointing aspect of it, which is the Holy Spirit, which knows everything that whispers to you, that tells you what and what. But the Holy Spirit speaks through His word. So when you don't have the word of God in you, child of God, you will never. You will keep making mistakes. Look at the way He said this. In my son, let them not escape from your sight, but keep sound wisdom and discretion. They will be life to your soul, your inner self. A gracious adornment to your neck, your outer self, then you will walk on your way of life securely. Securely, your foot will not stumble because why? You make right choices, you choose right friends, you go into right company, you make right decisions. Your decisions are based on the word of God. But what is he saying that we should preserve? The wisdom we have gained from the word of God. The wisdom we have gained from the word of God. How to relate to people, how to do things. All of these things is in the word. The wisdom we have. You will, he said you will sleep soundly. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, you will sleep, your sleep will be sweet. You will not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the storm of the wicked when it comes, since you will be blameless. 
because you have chosen wisdom and you have chosen the knowledge of God and to walk by the knowledge of God, you will be blameless. For the Lord will be your confidence, firm and strong. Reserve it. How do you increase in discerning of spirit? Number one, know the word. Preserve the word. Apply the word. How do you apply understanding? Sometimes we mess up the world's wisdom with God's wisdom. That is why we are not growing. Sometimes we mess up the, the world's wisdom with God's wisdom. That is why we are not growing and maturing and sharpening in the same don't mess up God's wisdom. Never, 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 never. The things of God are not the things of man. Our ways are not the ways of God. We are not growing because we, because we, we are constantly using the world's wisdom and, the, and God's wisdom. Where you cannot mess up the two. You cannot. Sometimes the decisions that you think that is wise based on the world, based on what is happening. When you, when you line up with the word of God, God is saying that don't do that. Sometimes what you think is wise is actually not wise when it comes to the things of God. It's actually not wise when it comes to the things of God. Your wisdom that's why we keep making mistakes. That is why we keep making mistakes. That is why we are not going. That is why we keep finding ourselves in, we, we are entrapped because we try to use our wisdom. You see, what, what seems very good is not always very good. What seems very secure is not always very secure. What seems like it's dead is actually living. Sometimes. Growing in discernment. Apply the wisdom of God. Apply the wisdom of God. If you want to grow, something, the thing that you often do, the thing that you are always doing, you grow in the thing. I cook, I, I know how to cook a certain type of meal because I cook them all the time. I grow in the thing. Apply God's wisdom in your life. Oh. The question I wanted to ask is, can like practically developing your spirit to be able to discern be a substitute for the gift of discernment? Can that be a substitute? No. It cannot be. Because the gift of discernment is given. Is given when you receive the Holy Spirit. But when we develop it, then it becomes stronger and more. It becomes stronger and more. You become the, the man becomes more matured. 
So if I if I was to go by what you just said, then I'm going to sit down and I will say, the Father, give me the gift of discernment and not study the word. Give me the gift of discernment and not apply the word. Then I'm just there, which a lot of people are doing. But the word of God was written by the spirit of God. The word of God was written by the spirit of God. And so, whilst you are praying for it, if you study it, you are going to gain it. And if you study it and you apply it, you are going to grow in it. Anybody that has been born of God and born of the Spirit has the gift, the anointing to discern. That anointing must be developed. Samuel was anointed to be a prophet, but he developed the anointing by sitting under the feet of Eli. So that anointing must be developed. Is somebody getting you? There is the gift which comes, but there is the developing of the gift. Looking at First John two verse nineteen, they went from us, seeming at first to be Christians, but they were not really of. Of us because they were not truly born again, spiritually transformed. For 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 if they had been of us, they would have remained with us, but they went out teaching false doctrine, so that it will be clearly shown that that none of them are of us. Let's look at 27 of the same John 27, 27 of the same scripture. See first John 2, 27. Let me highlight it and as for you, the anointing, the special gift, the preparation which you receive from him remains permanently in you and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But just as his anointing teaches you, giving you insight through the presence of the Holy Spirit about all things and it's true and it's about all things and it's true and it's not a lie. And just as his anointing has taught you, you must remain in him, being rooted in him next to him. So you can receive the gift of knowledge through anointing. Anointing comes upon you, you receive the gift. But that anointing, when it comes on you, you can it can only develop. So to your question that you asked, yes, you receive anointing. Can anybody read another version of uh, 1 John 2 and 27? When you receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives you the Spirit to discern. But all of us are born again and we are not able to tell who false prophets are. 
what church we, do, we, do, we must not enter, what church we must not stay in, the practices that some people are practicing that we don't even know that is of the Lord. Because it's not everything that God will come and speak to you. His word has already spoken it. And somebody read it for me. First John 2 and 27. But you have received the Holy Spirit and he mm-hmm. lives within you. So mm-hmm. you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Amen. Amen. So last week we said something. Last week we said some people believed. And when they believed... A lot of Christians, me and my my pastor friend, we've been talking about this the whole week. A lot of Christians, when they believed, instead of waiting and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to have the Spirit of God in them and activated, they just believed and they, they have not been converted. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you can go to a place and you'll be able to know. But again, even as you are able to know through the Holy Spirit, if you don't know the word of God, for the scripture says, even God's own elect would what misled. Why? They don't know the scripture. know the scripture they don't live by scripture even God's own elect Jesus said by their food listen child of God there are certain pastors I don't associate myself with I just don't know sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to you that just keep you away and you must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit stay away and you wonder and you begin to be but you begin to look at them you begin to watch them you begin to see the way they act the Bible for children. And the Holy Spirit, let me talk, let, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, we have, people have heard it, is a person. It's a person. The Holy Spirit, the more you obey the Holy Spirit, the more you are transformed into the, the image of God, the more he becomes large and very, very, very loud in your life. So a lot of us, because we are not transformed, even though we receive, the, we receive Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, because we are not transformed, that spirit, that anointing has been dulled for you to mature. In that thing that has been activated in you. You must live by the word. And you can only live by the word. If you know the word. Yes, Helmut. Yeah, yeah, my my question is. Like you know, talking about descending of spirit as differentiating which spirit is from God and which is not of God to be able to decipher. And when, like, we kind of like juxtapose it to the other gift, the other eight gift mentioned in the Bible, 
So the gift of discerning of spirit. Talking about the gift of speaking in tongues. You can't speak in tongues if you don't have the gift. If you say, you can say something, but because it is not the gift maybe giving you, you are speaking without the utterance of the like of the Holy Spirit. But you can learn someone someone's tongue and you know speak the same thing, which is also tongue, but the utterance will make the difference. So that's so it, it boils down to there's the with discerning of spirit, you can, I feel you can learn or you can study the Bible to know, okay, this is how, you know, this, you know, study and know how some spirits and, you know, some things and be able to differentiate them. But then, is it like, with without you, God giving you the gift just like someone is given the gift of prophecy. Anybody can prophesy. Somebody can say, tomorrow this will happen. But because it is not the gift which is in operation with the Holy Spirit, what you say wouldn't have the veracity of someone who is saying it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, even though everybody can prophesy. But one will fail and one will fail. So the question, what I'm trying to like point towards is, with descending of spirit, just like we see Jesus when he was about to die, and Peter was telling him he doesn't need to die, and he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. He was able to decipher only through the Holy through the Spirit, because it was Peter speaking what he was saying to a natural mind, you wouldn't it wasn't anything wrong. But he was able to decipher and know it is not Peter speaking. There's a spirit behind Peter who is speaking. And that spirit is the one that is not of me. So he rebuked that spirit. And we look at Paul's life too. He met a little girl who was prophesying. Anything the little girl said came to pass. Everybody, it's normal for you because everything the Bible says, the prophecy when it comes it doesn't fall on the ground, boy. It has to accomplish. Whatever this girl was saying was true. If you study the scripture, everything aligns because it's true. But Paul was able to know that the spirit that this girl is working with, it is not the spirit that we have. So this spirit is not of God. And just knowledge, you know, studying the Bible and all these without the Holy Spirit, like, intentionally giving you the gift of discernment, be able to do these things using Jesus' and Paul's encounter. Amen. Thank you for the question. And now, first of all, Jesus was very vested in the word of God. Paul was very vested in the word of God. That's the first thing you have to understand. Jesus was vested in the word of God. When Satan tested him, he used the word to identify Satan as false. He used the word to identify Satan as false. Paul was a student of the word. 
a student of the word, a, a proper Jew, a proper Jew who was baptized in the Holy Spirit. In the case of Paul, he knew the fruits of the girl and so was able to tell that this thing that you are prophesying, the fruits, what you are doing, does not edify the body of Christ. It just is for your own profit. He knew. This, those two places, he knew because he was not bamboozled by the girl's actions. He knew that there are people who, who, who come and prophesy. He knew about divinations. He knew. He knew that he knew through knowledge he had acquired already that it's not everybody that prophesies or say, I see. He knew about divinations. He knew. He also knew that their fruit, by their fruit, you by their fruit, you will know them. He knew. He knew. He knew. You mentioned and you said something that was very crucial. The gift of discernment of spirit and the gift of tongues. So they are gifts. They are gifts. And that you can pray for it. But everybody is giving a measure of it. It's like a measure of faith. Everybody is giving a measure of faith. But you must develop that gift. Everybody is giving a measure. You, you, you are. You, they said that you, you. When you speak, you receive the Holy Spirit. Then you will receive it, and it there will be an evidence of it through what one. One of the evidence is is speaking in tongues. One of the evidence, but there are people who have who have the gift of diverse tongues. So speaking in tongues, there are levels to it. There are people who are gifted in diverse tongues. There are people who are gifted in interpretations of tongues. So there's tongue. You can speak in the tongues, and, but there are higher levels to it. You must seek after it. So everybody is giving a measure of it. You are giving the Holy Spirit now who is a comforter, who knows everything, now lives in you to speak to you. But you must develop that relationship. And how do you develop that relationship? By acquiring knowledge. The Bible says that in the last day, because of lack of knowledge, this is what the Bible says. Even God's own elect will be led astray. Why? They don't have knowledge. So I get what you're saying. You, we can pray that Father, give me a discerning spirit. But if you are not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, when, they are, when the Holy Spirit is speaking, you can't hear. You become sensitive to the Holy Spirit when you abide and live. Listen, man of God, how would you know a fruit? If you don't know a mango fruit, if I come and tell you that this is mango, you will take it. If I don't know what, what kiwi, kiwi is, if I come and tell you that this is kiwi, you take it. A guy 
got insurance over 90,000. Went to Ghana, say he's going to do gold business. Because they didn't have knowledge of gold business. They saw something to him. He brought it here. He was nearly arrested. They presented something to him like gold. He took it. The Holy Spirit, there is a gift of prophecy. But when you are given the gift of prophecy, my child of God, listen, you must develop that gift. Have you heard of prophet who used to see and now cannot see? Have you heard of anointed men of God who are now no longer operating in those anointed? What happened? Have you heard of people who had utterance but now don't cannot utter? What happens? People who are born gifted in singing but now cannot sing what happened people were anointed to sing who were bringing healing to the body of christ but now are not operating in that gift what happened when you get the gift the gift must be developed and the, it is it's something that has to be deliberate if i can use that word it has to be Purposeful, if I can use that word. So I've heard people pray, Father, give me a gift of discernment. Give me, give the gift of people. Those two, two, a two gifts that people love the most, and people pray about the most. See and prophesy. Seeing and prophesy. They want to see and they want to prophesy. And another one, the third one, the discernment of spirit. They are praying every day for it, yet they are not acquiring knowledge from the word. That is why there is an increase in fake prophets. That is why you see people jump up and run and you everybody anybody game christian who has the spirit of god in them who is mature knows that this thing is not of god you can tell that this is not of god it's not like the only spirit came to tell them and reveal they can tell they, there's something and they look at the fruit of the people if i bring it to our 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 our, our just normal gifts that God gives us. When God gives you a gift of cooking and you don't develop that gift, it becomes dull. You can be gifted in cooking, putting things together, but you must learn about cooking. You must learn about cooking. You must learn about cooking. So people say, I want to have the gift of great faith. The gift of great faith can only come and be activated. Great faith. What is great faith? The faith for impossible things. Not everybody has it. The faith, the faith to live by faith. 
Not everybody has it. The faith to live by faith, not everybody has it. You can only do that if you start applying the small faith you have and that will take you to big faith. And that small faith will you can only be applied, child of God, when you have when you have the word of God, when you are working in the assurity of God. That is when you apply the small faith that develops into big faith. So yes, it's a gift given. And the way the scripture said it, everyone who receives the Holy Spirit stays in the Holy Spirit and is transformed in the Holy Spirit need not to worry. We get transformed by the word. So he said, everyone who has the Holy Spirit, you need not to worry. Why? Because you have received the Holy Spirit. But now, when we read that, when we read 22 or 22 up there, it says the people departed because they were not transformed. They did not transform. They didn't have the word in them. They were led astray by false teaching. So everyone who has who has received Christ, has Christ living with them, the Holy Spirit with them, should have the gift, the knowledge. Knowledge. When we say gift, the knowledge to decipher, to know. Developing it, the increasing, maturing in discernment. Tonight, this is what I'm trying to articulate. Maturing. Thank you, Almond, for your questions. Please go ahead. Yeah, yeah, okay. My question is Is discernment of spirit subject to looking out for who? As a witch who is evil, you know, who has an evil spirit. Is, is, is that the reason why, you know, God gave the church or, you know, that gift to have the gift of discernment to see who is a witch? Okay, you're a witch. So is that why we, you know, we use discernment of spirit to, you're a witch, you are this, or maybe. This person is evil. This person is not evil. This is this, this is this. just to, you know, pinpoint or just give announcement of who is a witch and who is not a witch. Discernment of spirit, discerning. Let's not of spirit. The gift of discerning. Discerning of spirit is one aspect. So test all spirits. That is to discern. You have the gate of discerning. And you apply it to spirits. Discernment is for everything. That is what gives you advantage. Look at the scriptures we read. It's when you have wisdom that is discerning. 
It is that thing that gives you advantage in life. It helps you in one way, helps you avoid evil people because there is evil amongst us. It helps you avoid pitfalls because there are pitfalls around us. It helps you perceive what can be when it comes to discerning of spirit. It helps us not to be misled. To test all spirits so you can discern which ones are right and wrong. And how do you test it? You go there, you know, by their fruit, by the things they do. Your spiritual antennas might, I sense something. The knowledge by which you, you, you are able to, I won't use the word judge, but test and to know, is the knowledge that you have acquired through this word. It's not just for witchcraft. It is for marriage. It is for jobs. It is a gift given to a child of God to give him advantage. Some people descend only witches. Some people descend only bad, evil things. Some people descend only evil witches, witchcraft. All they do is witchcraft. All they do is witchcraft. All they do is witchcraft. That's all they see. That's all they see. Maybe they are specialized in that. Especially our prophet from Africa. Maybe that is their speciality. That God has given them the eyes to see only witches. And we thank God for their ministries. We, we actually thank God for their ministries. They see evil all the time. Thank for God. They, but it's just men not made for that. It gives you an advantage. It gives you an advantage. Not just for witchcraft activities, but when we say test all spirit, yes, then that is where we have that thing that has been coined discernment of spirit. Discernment of spirit, so we know which one is of God when which one is not of God. But you are led astray because you don't know the word. So you, you can see people manifesting in anointing in giftings, but the gifting, the, the giftings is not of the Lord. Satan gifts. And you don't know. You don't know. Because you don't know. You, you see people prophesying, people giving prophecy, prophetic moves. Prophetic moves. But you can't know because you don't even know the word. There are psychics 
around. When you listen to them closely, you will hear in their word what they say, certain things they say. This is where it will reveal the spirit behind them. Because the spirit behind them begins to speak. You will hear how did Satan, how did Jesus identify that it was Lucifer? It was what he was saying. It was somebody, somebody who was saying that don't go and free the people. He knew that this thing has doesn't is wrong. So you you must hear. But you don't know the word. If you don't know the word, everything that you hear is wisdom. It's mind-blowing, deep. This is deep. Papa, deep. Revelation. But a person's lifestyle, the person's attitude, you can see, but your attitude will tell you, tell me the gospel that governs you. You can see, but your attitude, I don't need, your attitude is what is going to cause me to know the spirit that governs you. There are certain people that they don't do anything. God will just tell you, they don't go there. They haven't done, they haven't done anything. He said, you know, another name for Lucifer, angel of light. It comes very, very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Very, very arranged. Very, very proper. But it's a trap. That is where your discernment, the gift of discernment, has to be. It's not every prophetic word that I take. It's not every, every prophetic word it's not every prophetic word that I take. It's not every prophetic word that I take. It's not everybody that calls themselves prophet, prophet, that I listen to. Um, what I can add is that for you to be able to, should I say, walk in the spirit of discernment, you need to have a, a relationship with God because that's when he can speak and you can hear um, for the most part, we are not hearing. That's why we cannot discern. So, the most important thing is when he speaks, you can hear. That's my contribution. Beautiful. Anybody else? Yeah, so, talking about discernment of spirits, I want to ask, how can a believer be sure that maybe so so and so voice they heard is God speaking to them and it's not either their mind or you know their thoughts or something but it is God you know oftentimes people can say you know this has become like a, a motto where thou fears the Lord thou fears the Lord so maybe a believer, you're doing something. How will you be confident and sure? What are some of the things to look out for so you don't miss it and make you know an assumption and think, oh, it was God who God said and probably might not be God, but 
you know, because we hear things because there are many things you hear and there are so many voices you hear. So how will you know? How will you be able to decipher and know? This is God. And how do you, you how, how, do you how do you differentiate between the, the voice of yourself, man, and the voice of God? Yes, more of God, please take this one for us. Um, what I was going to say is, and uh, the question you have asked is very profound because at the end of the day, um, how you are able to tell that this is the voice of God. Now, if all day, all week, all 24 hours a day, the whole year, all you did was Instagram, Facebook, all you did was things of the world, you are definitely filled with the things of the world. For you to know that it is indeed the voice of God, it has to align with the word of God. Number one, I'm not, I'm not disputing that voices, you don't hear voices. I mean, I'm sure even great men of God have heard voices where they said, Thou sayest the Lord, and it was not of the Lord because they spoke out of emotions or they spoke out of their thoughts. But whatever word that comes out of anybody to anyone should be measured by the word of God. That's my take. Thank you. And anybody has anything to join up with this? I have a follow-up question to this. I was going to ask that question. But um, I will try and answer and add to what more of God. I feel like more of God has done justice to it. To be sure that this is the word of God. Is that... It is not contrary to this is the voice of God, is that it's not contrary to the word of God. That is the surest way. Word of God also says something which a lot of us fall into because we are led by our emotions. Sometimes our emotions will begin to speak and we think it's the voice of God. We want something so bad that we begin to feel like its voice is the voice of God. And we have been misled by our own self. So, as we all go say, and as we all do, If you are spiritual, you are word led. If you are spiritual, you are word led. If you are word led, you are spiritual. If you are word led, you are word full. And so, it helps you. It helps you to know which ones are your emotions. Having the word in you helps you know which ones are your emotions. Sometimes you want to marry so bad. 
Then you think that you are doing some fasting thing that you hear something and you say, this is my season of marriage. You hear it. When I said I came to tell you of God that God says that we should come to North Dakota. How do you know it's from God? Well, I didn't know anybody here. Nobody told me about that. I didn't know anybody there. Nobody told me about that. I'm in, I'm in Georgia. They don't talk about North Dakota in Georgia. If you go to Georgia right now, they don't even know that there's a place called North Dakota. Maybe now. Maybe now I've made it popular. There was no other motivation for me. It has to be. There was no other motivation. There was no other motivation. If I just wanted to read Georgia and I'm tired of Georgia, I could have chosen another place, Atlanta, I would have chosen Houston. Dallas, somebody even told me to come to Houston. So you check your motivation. When I'm ministry online, I love to minister to people I don't know anything about. Because sometimes you will think, sometimes you know things about them. And sometimes you prophesy because of the things you know about them. So that's why I don't want to know things about you. But at the same time, because I'm a man of God, and because I've been anointed to do what I'm supposed to do and I'm doing, sometimes my words by itself, God fixes a problem without prophesying to your life. I'll just, just speaking to you and hearing you and your conversation as we are speaking, solution begins to come and activate it. Just speaking. I don't need to prophesy. But there are cases, there are times where you, because of what you know about the people, you don't know, you're not too sure. But you are, you know and developing that area. When you, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you practice it, when you work in it, when you work in it, you get to a point where you know, when you know it's not of yourself, but it's the word of God. You know, it's by practicing it. My question I wanted to ask before everyone asked, how many of us have said God was speaking to me, but I didn't hear? How many of us show my hand? How many of us have said it? God was speaking to me, but I didn't hear. How many of us have heard it? I've said that. God was speaking to me, but I did not hear. God was speaking to me, but I did not hear. How many of us have experienced that thing before? I ignored it. God was speaking, but I did not hear. God was talking to me, but I did not hear. Just the two of us. God was talking to me, but I did not hear. Can I say something, please? 
Oh yes, you go ahead more about it. You can go ahead, yes. So I think um on Monday, before we started prayer, when I was coming down, the spirit of God said take a notepad. I just grab a notepad, which I don't use a notepad, so I didn't even obey. So I come downstairs and he said everybody has to get a paper and write down what they wanted this month to be or something you said we should write like we should get a paper and write or type or whatever and i was just saying to myself wow just before i came downstairs i had the space grab a, a sheet a, a, a notepad and i said oh i don't need a notepad for anything so so if that paper was not there at the table i would have had to get up and go look for papers so hearing from God is not is not always something that oh my child I'm going to make you rich. It can be little things, little instructions, little things he's telling you to do that you don't do. And because you disobey, then he stops speaking. He doesn't stop speaking. His words well, become you don't you don't hear. So his, I, his, I, I stop speaking. His, his voice become then his voice become weaker. Because as soon as, if you had done it, now when he speaks it again, now when he speaks again, because you obey the first time it came to pass, it is the, the, the voice begins to become louder, louder until it consumes you. But because we don't, so that's how we develop it. Because we don't obey the simple ones and see it manifest, it becomes weaker. Yes, Helmut, you have your hands still up. Yeah. Uh, still on, like, discerning the voice of God. I I want to ask someone, like, you know, maybe wondering, God speaks to you, God speaks to Maybe God doesn't speak to them or they, they they can decipher the voice of God personally for them. And when we say God is speaking, is God speaking like the way we are hearing each other? Like, is it through our ears to hear? Because we look at the, like the story of Samuel and Eli. God was speaking. Because he didn't know or he 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 wasn't familiar with the voice of God, he had to go and ask until he was told this is God speaking. So when he speaks, say the best. And for our Christian journey, it's essential to hear, even though God speaks through his word, but you know, it's essential to hear his voice for our daily our guide to so the question i want to ask is how would we know that this is god speaking and how do we hear the voice of god is it through our ear is it through like you know maybe all going to damascus and you heard a loud voice you know it's, it's kind of like you know uh, I wonder at times because you want to know how to hear the voice. How do you know this is God? And you know where do you hear it from? Is it your ears? You know, people... you, you 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 hear it like you are hearing me now. 
but through your spirit. You hear it like when Paul said the voice spoke to him. He heard it. He's the, he described it as a voice. Nobody around him would hear it. This is my beloved son. Jesus heard it. Not everybody in that river and who were witnessing his baptism heard it. John the Baptist heard it. He speaks to the people he speaks to. You hear it in the way you hear it. I've heard an audible voice to me. It sounded like an audible voice. It sounded, I told my big sister, my big sister said, there's so many people who cannot say these things. You've heard, that was, I was in Atlanta. He speaks to me in my spirit. I had, I've heard it once. The Lord told me, don't say it to anybody. Don't say it to your wife, especially. Don't say it to your wife that I'm bringing provision to be done. I, I wanted assurance in my home, so I went to say, that's it. I haven't had that experience before. That's, that's one time. But when God speaks, he speaks to your spirit. And it sounds in your ears. It sounds, it's like somebody, somebody having a conversation with you. I conversate with God all the time. And they will ask me all the time. And sometimes you are going to say, I say, I'm speaking to myself. My children, my, when I'm dropping the children, I'll say, I'm speaking to myself. They are used to it now, so they don't even now mind me. It speaks to you the way you hear it. But this is developed. All of these things are developed. It develops. You respond and it becomes louder. Every morning before I come to pray, I hear from the Lord. I hear. I don't know how to describe it, but I hear from the Lord. I hear it in my spirit. I hear. I hear it in my spirit. I don't know. So it's not like when say God speaks to you, then he did. If he speaks in a loud voice in this place, you are the only person that was going to hear When he's talking to MFR right now and he speaks in a loud voice, yeah, MFR, don't go there. You MFR is the only person that's going to hear. So actually, he's speaking to MFR's spirit. And when God begins to speak to you, those who have had encounters, that we call those an encounter. When God begins to speak to you, there are places that God will have to speak and he has to encounter you and speak to you. Personally, that time I was in a very desperate need to, for God to move and to speak to me. I needed assurance. I was there. I was just, just near God to speak to me, to know what it is. He didn't tell me. He didn't give me at once answers. He said, I will be with you. He just did not even tell me how he was going to do. But that voice alone made me feel good. And I'm working with that voice now, one time. So to answer your question, he speaks to your spirit. He speaks to you. For his special children, he speaks to them. And not a lot of people can say that they heard from God. There are certain people, because they, are, they haven't heard from the Lord before, they dispute this thing that we are, I'm talking about. They will dispute it because they've never had that encounter before. And I don't blame them. He speaks through his word. He speaks he by divine inspiration. 
He speaks. And I know some people right now, they are, they are listening to me, they are doubting what I'm saying. But I know that I've heard from the Lord before. I know, I know for, for sure. And I've heard from the enemy too before. I've heard from the enemy too before. So I can tell you for a fact that if God wants to talk to you like a sound voice in your ear, he can. But for the most part, he speaks through your spirit. He gives you an inspiration. It drops in your head. You can, it can drop in your head. Boom. It drops in your head. Your spirit. It lines up with his word. There is a sense of... There is a sense of... That is why... Let, 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 I'm, I want to digress. That is why going to Bible school will never make you a good preacher. But it will never make you a prophet. Would never going to Bible school is learning history in can because you have to hear from God. You must hear from God. When he speaks, it's like an inspiration. You can't hear more God hear the head in the spirit. Head in a spirit, pick your notebook. Meanwhile, in the morning, the Lord said, Let everybody write it down. That one was not a voice, that one, it was in my spirit. Can I, can I shock you? Can I blow your mind? I used to talk to God like this every day when I'm driving Atlanta. That time I that time I was so so in another realm. I had to break it down. I don't know how to get to that realm. Used to driving, talking. He speaks. To, to somebody who is not developed in the spirit, things of the spirit. This is like was Pastor saying? Was Pastor saying? He speaks. He speaks. He speaks to his special children. As I'm speaking now, that I begin to understand that I'm a special child. Beginning to understand who I am. More. He speaks. He speaks. He speaks. He speaks all right. For the most part, he speaks to your spirit speaks to your spirit and like you rightly say we need to hear from the lord that is where we get the advantage that is where we get the advantage that is why we when you a person now hears from the lord will never make a mistake you sleep with assurance knowing the god is with you he speaks all right he speaks. Don't let anybody tell you that God doesn't speak. Those who are saying God doesn't speak, God hasn't spoken to them before. That is why they preach that message that God doesn't speak. He speaks. He's a person. He speaks. That's why the man of God was able to write that song and people said the audacity of it is the Lord. He spoke to God.
for those who don't understand the things of the spirit, were thinking that he's just so oh, he's a no, he was in a realm where he was speaking to God, could hear God and talk to God. He speaks or he speaks. He speaks. But for the most part, he speaks to our heart. To know that is from the Lord. It will bear. It, it, will, it will align with his will, number one. You know it's, it's aligned with his will. There will be a sense. It can be contradictory to your situation, but there will be a sense of ease. Child of God, when we know the word of God, we will never be led astray. We will never be led astray. But because we don't know the word, even though we are gifted, we are being led astray. In our decision making, we must not go by the wisdom of the word, world, but we must go by the wisdom of God. Proverbs 3 and 8:321 and 26, which is a profound scripture that we ought to memorize and read and read it for. Say, my son, preserve sound judgment and discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. They will be life for you. An ointment to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety. Your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid of tomorrow. You will not be afraid of anything. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. You will have no fear of sudden disaster or of daring that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be your confidence. Lord will be your confidence. Going. It was God said that said we are living in perilous times and that people of God are being led astray. And he wanted to know how do we develop that gift, that that thing. He wanted to know how to do, how know the word of God. Say, so test all spirits. What is your tester? What is your tester? Test the spirits by the word that you know. By their fruit, you shall know them. By their fruit, you shall know them. So people are bearing certain fruit. Some people say, no, separate the anointing from their character. Separate the anointing from their character. Where in the Bible that says so? It says the fruit of the Spirit are. The fruit of the Spirit are. So if there is no kindness, there is no long suffering, there is no those things, so you begin to wonder what spirit is dwelling in this person. What spirit is dwelling in this person? You begin, you test the spirit. How do you, you must know the word. You must know the word. You must know, and as you, as you, as you apply it, you grow in it. And as you grow in it, you grow in it more. Hallelujah. Thank God for your lives. Thank God for coming tonight. I said, like I said, this is our month of satisfaction. I'm going to pray. And as we leave here for everybody that is here. That the Lord will satisfy you. The Lord will cause you to have the desires of your life. The Lord will open up the gates of heaven. They will open up the gates of heaven over you and cause your prayers to be answered speedily. That he will cause you to also say that indeed the Lord has been good to me. 
May you walk in the promises of the Lord as he has promised us. May you this season, may you not miss out anything. In Jesus' mighty name I have prayed tonight. And let the saints of the Lord say amen.
I'm reading from the New King James Version. Okay. Is it 